in this episode, I've actually written you a pitch for the book, okay, that I'm writing. It's the first time anyone on the podcast has heard this. I, you've got your notepad, and I want you, I want you gloves off to give me your opinion. Think of Pasavida as a practice you engage in from the moment you wake up to when you go to sleep. Whether it's through how you handle money worries or challenges at work, interacting with family or loved ones, or not so loved ones, or even how you approach your personal goals and aspirations. Got a lot of notes, how much time do you have? But there's something bigger, and that is the calling for humanity. Okay, now I'm really, I was listening before, but now it's like, this is high stakes, this is urgent, this is a, a worldwide issue. One of my friends who's an editor at Simon & Schuster talks about the one thing that you want people to do when they close this book. That's a question that you will be asked in a room of publishers when you're pitching this. So, so the reason that one buys a book can be very different from what one ultimately takes away. They're often very different, and that's actually what's exciting. That actually is what encourages people to spread the word and leave reviews. So something just happened there, Lucinda. What just happened? You said it was a, a water... Hello and welcome to The Bestseller Experiment, where we explore the inner game of writing and life and inspire you to start, finish and publish a best-selling book. I'm Mark DeVoe and in this episode we have a part two of our interview with Manhattan-based agent to the stars, Lucinda Halpern. If you listened to last week's episode, and thank you so much for everyone who's given me incredible feedback on, on last week. Now, if you didn't hear last week's episode, it's okay. They are like any good series. You can jump in on book two if you want, because this week, this week, listening as I pitched my forthcoming book called Passavida to the New York literary agent who's been securing book deals with major publishers for the last 15 plus years. And Lucinda represents a range of New York Times and international best-selling authors in both fiction and non-fiction. And just last week, she's celebrating the release of her new book, Get Signed, Find an Agent, Land a Book Deal, and Become a Published Author. And I checked it out today, actually, and it already has got that coveted Amazon bestseller flag. So we are absolutely delighted for you, Lucinda. Congratulations. And I really hope this book will become one of those uh, mainstays in the, in the world for writers. So in this interview, Lucinda shares the importance of your book's timeliness and timelessness, the initial reason why people buy books, why your lived experience is your expertise, and most importantly, why your pitch is essential to your success as an author. So make sure you listen to this, folks, and listen beyond my pitch when something very, very unexpected happens. Let's dive in. So I think it would be fun as a bit of a guinea pig, as you know, we've, we've, we've got a few minutes. Uh, as everyone knows on this podcast, I'm spending this year actually writing and putting out a nonfiction book into the world, which is, I love the fact that you said the word decade earlier, because when you hear my pitch, that word is in there in, I think, the opening paragraph, which is kind of amazing. But I thought it'd be fun, just, just you know, the bestseller experiment, 
right? It's all about experimenting. And I like to think of myself as a crash test dummy for all those other people out there listening to this, thinking, well, you know, if Mark can bumble his way through it, then, <laughs> you know, maybe I, I love should... that. That's exactly how I feel, by the way. Right. Well, exactly. You're becoming right? the author. Exactly. Let me be your, let me be your guinea pig. Absolutely. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I've, I've, I've actually written you a pitch for the book. Okay. That I'm writing. It's the first time anyone on the podcast has heard this. I've given, I've given out the title of the book and a very, very, very top level premise of what it is, but this is really going into detail for the first time. So I'm going to, I'm going to pitch it to you, Lucinda. And, um, I, you've got your notepad and I want you, I want you gloves off, right. To give me, you know, your opinion on whether there's something here or not. Okay. You ready for this? We usually do drum rolls, but they're always, they always fail. So I won't do them. <laughs> okay. So the book is called Passavida, how to make peace with your life. Imagine a life where daily stresses no longer unsettle you, where each challenge is an opportunity for growth and inner peace is not just a concept, but a lived reality. This is the heart of Passavida. Passivida was born from my personal journey of adversity, and it's something I've been practicing for over 10 years without realizing it. Then I gave it a name. Passivida is a triangle of three points. It's a daily practice, a transformative philosophy, and most importantly, it's a way of life. In a time when stress and complexity are at an all-time high, Passivida offers a much-needed pathway to simplicity and peace appealing as much to the overwhelmed to those seeking a more meaningful existence. We all have practices in our week. For some, it might be yoga, meditation, others going to the gym or journaling. But unlike all these beneficial and healthy practices, Passivita is not confined to a scheduled session or physical space. It seemingly integrates into the rhythm of your daily life and changes your outcomes. In fact, you just show up. And life will give you constant opportunities to every day to practice Passivida. Think of Passivida as a practice you engage in from the moment you wake up to when you go to sleep. Whether it's through how you handle money worries or challenges at work, interacting with family or loved ones or not so loved ones, or even how you approach your personal goals and aspirations. Each moment is a chance to embody the principles of Passivida. It's the way you respond to a stressful email. It's the way that you handle a challenge and it's the way you deal with life's latest curveball. It beautifully blends into your existing routine, making the pursuit of inner peace and balance as accessible and a constant endeavor for everyone, regardless of their lifestyle or beliefs. It's a conscious decision and intention to experience Experience as little stress and as much peace in this experiment we call life. And it all starts by simply making the Passavita pledge to yourself. However, Passavita is more than a series of books. It's a way of life. Its universal appeal lies in its simplicity and depth, which will have significance for millions of people globally. But there's something bigger. And that is the calling for humanity. Whilst nations fight and planets suffer, the utopia of world peace seems further away than ever. And with the birth of Passavida, today is the day we individually 
have to make the most important decision of our life. If we want to move humanity closer to world peace, maybe we all have to start to take personal responsibility to create peace in our personal world. Only then can we collectively make peace go viral. So my question to you is, how can we bring Pasavida to readers worldwide and inspire a transformative journey towards peace and purpose for individuals and ultimately humanity? Wow. That's All right, my pitch. notes. Fantastic. Got a lot of notes. How much time do you have? Well, as long as you got, as long as you got. I realized it was a bit long, but... Yeah, no, no, no. So I, um, I think you've done a phenomenal job selling the concept, right? Which is where a lot of writers struggle. Because I was, I was, and of course you have a terrific voice, like you know how to do this, but I'm literally gripped, like, this sounds amazing, this sounds more amazing, this sounds even more amazing. It's of course completely in my wheelhouse. This is exactly the type of book we represent. Um, I think it's, you know, I talk in the book about timeliness and time timelessness and the importance of striking that balance and this really has both because you talk about a world where we've never been more stressed um and then we talk about you know the perennial appeal of peace whoa um something's just happened lucinda suddenly stopped and jumped up from her chair threw down her headphones and she ran to the back of the room. I'm going to stop the video right now. Uh, this hasn't ever happened in over seven years of doing the podcast. I hope everything is okay. So something just happened there, Lucinda. What just happened? You said it was a, a water emergency. Water emergency, if you can imagine. No one ever knocks on this office door. And our super just came by and said, you have to turn on all the water. I guess it's something with the building. This is this is New York living. This is authentic. Sirens in the background, water damage down in the apartment, you know. Can I just say, I didn't plan any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. But can I just also say that this is such a perfect example of everything I just said in the pitch. The curveballs that life throws us. Every minute of the day, we're just being served things by life and it's how we deal with it. So I just, I honestly, I, I, ever since, ever since your name came into my world, uh, synchronicities are just kind of, and this is just, again, another example of a beautiful synchronicity because it's what the book's about. It's about the fact that we can make any plans we want, but you know, in the middle of a podcast, you've got a water emergency. I know. It's real. It's real life. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's all about the way you respond to it. So again, it we're going to, we're going to, you know, prod more into Pasavita. Um, I do need to know if the water is uh, too loud for the pot. If I you're can't hear a it. thing. Great. It's perfect. Fantastic. Great. Um, so again, I think you've done such a good job in getting me more and more excited as this goes on. I think that the timeliness appeal of this is that what the best books in this area, self-help, call it whatever you want, personal development, um, self-improvement, is the freedom to be happy. It's the freedom to explore happiness. And books provide, the best books provide that freedom. That's over, that's always the biggest ticket promise. So that's what you're giving us here. It's a happiness book pa packaged in a different way. 
But can I just challenge that a sec, Lucinda? Challenge, please. Because I've thought a lot about this over the last 10 years, and I had this massive revelation come to me as well about a year ago. As I stood in front of the happiness section of the bookstore, which is one of my favorite places to be, that particular section, not just the bookstore, but that section, I love, and I've got a whole, the whole, and I know your history of Gretchen Rubin as well, and I think, wow, this is like, you, you were there at the beginning of the revolution where people were, which I think is amazing. I want to get into that as well. But I suddenly realized through my own personal experience, um, and I will say, you know, it was losing my wife to cancer was that adversity where I had to make peace with all of those things around that and life and being left with three children to look after. But I realized in that moment, Lucinda, that it's not just about happiness because that part of my life was huge amounts of sadness, massive sadness over a five-year journey as my wife kind of, you know, slowly passed away. But in that journey, we as a family, we found this incredible peace. We made peace with what was happening. And I realized that you can be happy and peaceful, but you can also be sad and peaceful. And that's for me why peace is the focus here, because you, can be, you can't be happy and sad, but you can be happy and peaceful or sad and peaceful. Now, I'm immensely happy in my life and peaceful right now, but there was a period of my life where I had to meet that sadness but I, we met it with peace and it was the most, it sounds weird to say this, but when we made peace with it, it was one of the most beautiful experiences of our family life. And that's where this is just, that was the place where this has been born from. And there's so much to share with the world around this because I think purely the pursuit of happiness is, is a, it's a bit of a roller coaster ride because some days we're happy and other days we're struggling. And minute to minute, <laughs> some people are like, you know, things are going great. I always say this, you know, that even the, uh, even the Zen monk stubs his toe as he walks into the temple, right? There's moments where we're joyful, there's moments. So for me, peace, this practice of Pasavida is the core of what we need to show up and start working on. And be as happy as we can with it, which will lead it will lead to more happiness, guaranteed. So that's my take so on it. It's just I get it, and I and I love that, and I do I do not thank you for reframing it. Um, it's an important differentiation. I think will be you know to learn from for those who are listening. The way I was seeing it was commercially right. So I know that books that Completely. promise happiness sell. So yeah. so the reason that one buys a book can be very different from what one ultimately takes away. They're often very different, and that's actually what's exciting. That actually is what encourages people to spread the word and leave reviews because they're pleasantly surprised by all they took away, but they bought it for a, a very different reason. So commercially, the value in your pitch to me as an, as an agent was this is going to promise us escape from pain or escape from anxiety into this bigger ticket of freedom and happiness. What you're teaching me, what I'm having the opportunity to learn with you, if I were to read the book, was that it's not an escape from happiness. It's a, it's a, it's a sitting with discomfort and finding a, a peace in it, not to be tormented by it, uh, wherever your emotions may be. And so 
I think that distinction is sort of important, right? You may have a very, um, you may have a lot of integrity in what you're trying to do in a book, but in the pitch, it has to appeal to sort of these um, more commercial sentiments, which your pitch did, Mark. Right. So that that is that is one thing to note. Um, I have a lot more to say oh, on the pitch. Go for it. Go for okay. it. Okay. So I think that again, beautifully you know, beautifully presented, more engrossing as it went. If I could encourage you to lead with something counterintuitive. So you've just given that to me because we were in a dialogue about, you might think that, that this is a book where people may think that they wish to escape pain or find happiness. But in fact, it's about the simplicity of X, right? Mm-hmm. Simplicity is key. One, you know, singularity, like there's one thing I want you to do. There's one takeaway at the end of this book. There's one thing I want you to practice or think differently upon reading this book. And that actually should be in the pitch because we're all looking for takeaways. We're looking for a fresh takeaway here. And when I heard the pitch through and through, I was waiting for it, waiting for it. I'm like, okay, but now how do I do it? So I have a great sense of like the what the sort of mm. lofty promise of this. I have less of a sense of how I am going to, as a busy professional, you know, the person that you are appealing to with this book, practice it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also say, so a friend of mine, so I did, um, you know, 20 interviews for this book with, with editors and agents and Adam Grant and Mike McAllowitz. I mean, some really fantastic, successful authors. One of my friends who's an editor at Simon & Schuster named Steph Rarick talks about the one thing that you want people to do when they close this book. That's a question that you will be asked in a room of publishers when you're pitching this. This type of book, just you know, distinctly. But it, it can apply to novelists. It's like, what's that one memorable thing? With Happiness Project, a lot of people say it was to clean my closets. Right. <laughs> Right. But it could be that simple. A lot of people, I mean, uh, you know, with James Clear, it's habits. It's like, what are those simple practices that we can do? You mentioned series. And I'm like, wait a second, what, Mark? We haven't talked about a series. I thought we were talking about one book. So you need a little more about that, like Mm -hmm. how you're envisioning this as a series. You hit on some great words like universal. I love to hear that because it's not like one man's story. It's a universal and perennial theme. You say millions of people worldwide. I want to know more. This is what you. This is what was really absent in the pitch, which you fortunately have to brag about who you are and why you're positioned to write this. More, you know, a reader might be an agent or a publisher might be reading this pitch and saying, "But why? Why is this going to sell to millions of people? It can't just be because millions of people need it. It's because Mark already reaches." so many thousands of people through his podcast, blah, blah, blah. But also, you then tell me about your wife and the children you had to raise, and that becomes your lived experience, Mm -hmm. which I say and get signed, your lived experience is your expertise. So you've got a lot in terms of your positioning to be the best person to write a book like this, even though, to my knowledge, you're not a social scientist. I mean, tell me, you know... Even oh. if you lack that, are you? Are you also a PhD? I turned down a PhD because I wanted to get on with my career. With life. So here we go, right? <laughs> so so these are the fascinating things that I'm finding out about you, but I'd have to be in conversation with you first. 
Whereas yeah. the pitch has to really do all of that work for us to get in the conversation because hmm. a pitch is a conversation opener. So I wanted to know more about you, why your position to, to reach these, um, these millions of readers. I love the high stakes at the end. You know, this is about like, we can't have world peace if we don't have inner peace. Okay. Now I'm really, I was listening before, but now it's like, this is high stakes. This is urgent. This is a, a worldwide issue. And I've got to explore Pasavita to, you know, to make right in the world. So those were my notes, but there's one thing that this pitch really lacks, which is what is Pasavita? Ah, yes. Are you curious? Of course. Job done. (laughs) 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 I actually intentionally don't. You did. Because I want you to go check out. The cliffhanger. Yeah, you go to the website. So when I when I just mentioned the actual name of the project, I had hundreds of people go to the website that I set up and just sign up to a mailing list. There's nothing there yet, but I've Whoa. Mm. But that's because of your platform, but right? So I that's will important. Say, I will say that it's all there. This is not me just making up a kind of a fun, interesting story. There are principles, there are hundreds of pages hundreds of pages just in the thought process around what Pasavida is. And it's so mind-blowing for me to stand back and go, oh my gosh, this is something. I feel like it's been given to me and I'm midwiving it through into the world. But the power in just that word, just alone, is mind-blowing in terms of how I've used it in my life. And I can't begin to tell you how, like the thoughts that are coming to me and then probably the, I mean, that last paragraph was the big kind of cliffhanger like humanity. It goes beyond planet earth because I had this thought the other day and I want to share this with you. Elon Musk, his mission is to put people in a rocket, send them to Mars as a backup planet for planet earth. That's his thinking, right? We can't have just one hard disk drive. (laughs) That blows up, we're kind of screwed. There's something more important than that. Because we've got a bit of time before we put those people on that rocket and the problems of humanity are not going to be left on the launch pad unless we start to practice Pasavida. What kind of extra planetary worlds do we want to create? Do we want to just go to other planets and rinse and repeat what we've done on planet Earth? Or do we go with a different operating system, a different way of living? So there's a there's a whole other interesting kind of connection with the zeitgeist right now in the world. But I mean, that was an alternative way of pitching it. But anyway, that I digress. Just, just a kind of an interesting... I like thing. that. I like a different yeah. operating system. I like that as part of the pitch. That's the kind of idea, yeah. That's where the data stuff... And by the way, there's a whole data background to this in terms of proving that it works in numbers. It's not just some mindfulness exercise. So, so why don't you give us this in the pitch? I'm just not ready to pitch it because as soon as soon as in terms, I, I'm not ready to, uh, with the technology in the background, because everything I always do has technology attached to it as well. I'm not ready right. to let people into that door, but I am collecting people to give us and giving them exercises to start measuring and tracking the changes that Pasavita is going to make in their life. But you have to join the mailing list to, to get that because it's not, I literally haven't had time to put it on the website yet. I love it. No, it's I all, think that's, I think that's brilliant. But I give myself a year to write the book and think all this through. So this isn't a big, you know, it's, it's not ready to go out the door yet. 
in, in that sense. But Well, I, I love the concept. And again, I, I think what you're doing on the marketing front and, and how you're road testing this concept I talk about in the book is brilliant. When it comes to pitching agents in your query letter, I think you're going to want to bring yeah, out tell them what it is. the numbers of people who've taken it and successfully applied it, but also like what I call your greatest hits. You know, some of the most radical things you're telling people to do or think. One great thing that we will, you know, think like what I call what Steph and I call the umbrella statement. You know, what's the one thing that they're going to think differently about? Um, and maybe it is about you know, how happiness is not all it's cracked up to be. It's more about Pasavita and a sense of, of the what and how it's flipping what we know to be true into something that you've uniquely discovered and have to offer. So I want more of that in the pitch when you finally come to pitch it. But I think all of the presenting around it and the stakes um, and the promise of it was done really beautifully. Wow. Well, thank you very much for that. It's a really, it's fascinating to get your take on it at this stage in the process. And I think as well, like reflecting on listeners, it's super useful for people to, to hear something um, in, in that kind of environment to be kind of, you know, analyzed, picked apart and, and see what's working and what isn't working. Because I think too many people just write something and then they go pitch it. Like, and, and they're, they're, they're out playing the game before they've even trained on the, on the training field. Right. So, so that's absolutely awesome. So Lucinda, very quickly back to the book as well. I really, I really want to, um, celebrate the fact that this book is coming out. It's, it's available pretty much everywhere. Now you did the audio book as well. Was that, was that a, uh, conscious choice? Yes. Well, yes. I mean, these books, they have to be read by, you have to be the person reading your audio book, right? People want to hear, yeah. From the author's voice. And I was very intimidated by that idea, but it turned out beautifully. I just loved it. And also as an agent, you I mean, I know from personal experience, the audiobook of Back to Reality, like people shouldn't be um, seeing that as a secondary thing that you just add on to, you know, the hardback or the paperback. The audiobook in many cases can be as successful, if not more successful, or the driver for the whole project, right? Yes, that's exactly right especially in this area, people really, um, because that's how we're listening, right? No one, people don't have the time they used to, to sit down with a book and finish it the way through. They're listening to it while they're in the car, then they're reading it at night. Then maybe they've taken the, their Kindle on the plane. Like we're reading in all formats. Brilliant stuff. And I think for your book as well, it also has that magic ingredient of word of mouth. I really can see, I mean, we know on the podcast and we, you know, we, we talk to lots of people and books in this area always come up, but there's certain books that stick and are the ones that always get recommended. So my hope, my intention for you for this book is for it to get out into the world and work its magic and start making some people that maybe don't believe this can happen in their life to start to dream that this is entirely possible and with your help and with your generosity of like, in some ways, I'm pulling back the curtain and unveiling what goes on behind the scenes and to really give people the best chances. I think one of the hugest legacies of your book are all of the authors who are going to benefit from incredible lifelong information you're going to be giving them that will go on to live and share their passion with the world. 
And there'll probably be many you'll never even know about because that's the challenge of an author is, I mean, it's one thing working with clients, you know how successful they are, but all those people that, you know, in 10 years might come out the woodwork and say, Lucinda, I read your book and it changed my life. And look, I wouldn't be here today without your book. So I really hope you get to hear those stories that come back to you. Mark, can you be my agent? You sold, you sold that so beautifully. No, I mean, a, a couple of, like going back to the, the legacy piece of this, as I keep returning to that question of yours, how many people say, I've wanted to write a book all my life, or I've been talking about it for years, or people have been asking me for years, and it's like, how many people don't do it? How many people don't take that leap? Because there is, it's so fraught with insecurity and I don't have anything original to say and I'm never getting an agent and I've gotten rejected by agents in the past and I hear publishing is just for best-selling authors. You know, there's so many myths that I'm hoping to debunk. And I guess my one dream for the writers listening is like, don't live your life without doing this. Mm-hmm. If you've always wanted it, don't let this opportunity die. Go for it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's easier said than done, but I hope that you know this will be the book that lets you stop talking about it and and makes you start doing it. Brilliant, brilliant. Like I said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, don't die with your story still inside you. I I heard that. Yeah, and I, and I think your book will open those doors for people. So thank you for thank you for the courage of showing up in the world and doing this because you've you've been through this process many, many times with other people. And, and, you know, sometimes you look at that and you think the last thing you'd want to probably do is publish a book. And yet here you are taking it on, living your dream and absolutely rocking it because, you know, the amount I've heard about this book just outside of this interview shows me everything I need to know about, you know, you're, 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 you're living it. You're, you're living it, you know, everything you've been teaching authors over, you're now, proving it you know through your own work as well so i can only wish you every success with the book and i look forward to seeing how how the journey of the book and your journey continues over the next few years lucinda thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you so much mark and when people read it tell me what you want next to learn because i feel like there's got to be some follow-up um and and that's what i want to know what what i didn't cover in this book that you want to learn so Anyway, um, I'm wishing you the most amazing journey with Pasavita because I think that there's something there that you have already deeply explored and you know can offer to the world. So, brilliant! Thank you so much, Lucinda, and good luck with the waterworks. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, Pasavita. Pasavita. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Take Bye. care. So, folks, there we have it. I pitched my book. I tell you what, doing a pitch. Doing a pitch, writing a pitch is hard. Doing a pitch to an agent, um, you know, on a phone or, you know, in a meeting is another thing. But doing it live on a podcast, <laughs> absolutely mental. It was a really great experience, though, and I was super, super excited about this Cinder's uh, feedback. But it didn't end there because, as you heard, we had to stop recording because of the water emergency that happened whilst we were filming. And when we finished the interview... Lucinda kind of was really curious about Pasavida and she she really wanted to understand a lot more about how it works. Like, what do you do? What is the practice? So I went into a bit more detail. And one of the things that I said to her uh, was the kind of process and how it works. So listen into this clip after we finish the interview. There is a practice behind it. Um, it's very simple. And then it goes very deep. And you can start, you, if you want to test it out, you can test it out. When stuff starts showing up in your life, 
over the next 24, 48, 72 hours over the next week, the minute you feel that sudden engagement with the stress, just say the word Pasavida to yourself. Just try it. Just try it. There's some magic and power in the world. Passi stands for, it's a word I've I kind of invented, but Passi or P-A-C-I stands for making peace with and Vida is simply life. Passa Vida. So there you have it. Off Lucinda went and then the craziest thing happened. 10 minutes after we we say goodbye. I got an email drop in my inbox from Lucinda and the subject line said, you can't make this stuff up. Well, something incredibly bizarre had happened when she finished the interview. And rather than me tell you about it, I asked Lucinda to actually send me a a kind of an overview about what happened so you can hear it. So let's dive in and listen to that now. Hey, Mark. So I wanted to give you a follow up from yesterday's meeting with you, which I so enjoyed. I actually employed your tactic of Pasavida. As I think maybe your listeners know, there was um, a water outage situation in my apartment and our super knocked on my door and rang the doorbell and interrupted our session together and asked that I put on all of the water in the apartment. So what actually happened was it started overflowing all over my kitchen floor, all over the apartment floor, so that when we ended our interview together, I saw that I was standing in a virtual flood. And one could draw many analogies to that. But (laughs) at any rate, I thought, you know what, now is the time to channel just peace of mind and and what I learned from you. And I had to just laugh at the situation. And I was just laughing all day. And it it honestly brought me joy because it was so unexpected that that would happen during such an important conversation to me. So I want to thank you for that. And I went ahead and signed signed up for um, the method that you link to in your email address and on your website, because I'm really eager to practice it more in my daily life. So thank you again for that, Mark. So there you have it, folks. What <laughs> bizarrest of events. I mean, as I sat back and reflected on everything that happened, um, I, I guess, you know, I obviously was never expecting that massive disaster to happen. But when I reflected on it later, I thought to myself, what a mad pitch. Like there I am kind of trying to sell the idea to an agent to get feedback. And then literally within 10 minutes of finishing the pitch, the disaster happened where Lucinda got to practice the whole principles of Pasavida. And like I stand back and I look at that and I think, you know, as much as the disaster was obviously awful and I can't imagine what it must've been like to like be stepping down into a load of water. It was a. It was one of those examples, which is the reason why I'm writing this book. It's the fact that things happen to us, like life throws us these curveballs. I mean, not always as disastrous as a flood in your apartment, um, but it's everything from like getting stuck behind somebody when you're rushing to a meeting in a car, and it's the frustration of that. And then there's all the big stuff that happens to us as well. So, wow. I mean, I look back on all of that, and I think, uh, you know. Maybe I'm onto something here. I don't know. But I'm really curious to see what you think. It's the first time I've actually talked about the book in any level of detail. And I'm really curious to get your feedback. I would love to hear from whether you, um, what you thought of the pitch, whether it piqued your interest, whether you'd be interested in in reading a book about the subject that I've been talking about. And um, and if you really would like to find out more, you can pop along to the website, passavida.com. That's P-A-C-I 
V-I-D-A, PasaVida.com, which stands for Making Peace with Life. And you can sign up to a newsletter there. And I also have something called a PasaVida pledge, which I referenced in the interview with Lucinda. And that is a pledge where you basically set the intention that you want to try to approach the things that happen to you in life as peacefully as possible. And when you sign up to that pledge, you get a uh, you get onto our, a newsletter, which I send you, um, a weekly newsletter, which starts to kind of give you some background about what Passivida is and how you get to practice it and how you get to try it out. And the really exciting thing about this is I am writing this book whilst all this is going on. The book is not written, it's being formulated. And I am looking for people to try this out and give me feedback. So if you try try it out and it really works for you and you know you get a case study, you could end up in the book. And I'm looking for people to try this and give me feedback. Um, because you know it's one of those things about like we did in the first year where where we wrote back to reality uh, we were kind of polling people as we went along we were asking people for feedback generating questions and just making the whole thing come together it was almost like a crowdsourced experiment um, so yeah if you're interested in finding out more pop along to passivida.com pop your name on the list and i'll be in touch um, with some challenges for you and some ways that you can start trying passivida in your life and uh, yeah i'm hoping it'll be make a massive difference. Obviously, I don't want any floods going on. I've had enough of floods. Floods are good. We'll do some other stuff, but you know, whatever it is for you, please, please do try it. Lucinda has generously given us three signed copies of her book, Get Signed, to give away. So to put your name in the hat to win one, simply go to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash win and add your name. What are your writing dreams? Finishing that book? Quitting the day job? becoming a best-selling author? Since 2016, we've interviewed and studied the advice of over 500 best-selling authors who've collectively sold over 1 billion books. And in the Bestseller Academy, we've incorporated powerful and proven strategies for success, inspiring fiction and non-fiction authors just like you to reach new heights and write their best book ever. Ready to take your writing to the next level with accountability, craft, coaching, and the most inspiring and exclusive community of like-minded writers? Well, your bestseller dreams are just a click away. Join us today at bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash academy. That's bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash academy. I'd like to thank you all our family of experiments and all our wonderful patrons, subscribers and bestseller academy members. And this week, patron of the week, I should say patrons of the week are Jan Carr, Jack Harmon and Gareth Watkins. So thank you so much, all of you, for subscribing to the podcast, getting all the extra bonuses and goodies. And if you'd like to be like Jan, Jack and Gareth, pop over to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash support. And as you may or may not know, we do have a YouTube channel where you can watch all of these interviews live with our special guests. And this week's YouTube subscriber of the week is the wonderfully named Wooly Wooly Sheep Sheep. <laughs> I don't know where people come up with their names, but welcome to the family of experiments, Wooly Wooly. And Academy member of this week is Karen Story. And Karen, you are our Academy member of the week for this week because of your consistent and incredible success with your short stories being constantly shortlisted and winning so many competitions. 
and Karen doesn't know this yet, but I am like to invite her onto the podcast as an Academy All-Star to find out how she does it because she's a phenomenon. And if you're into short stories and entering competitions, or even if you're just looking to try and get started, you may be struggling with that big, big elephant of a book that you're trying to get into. Short stories are a great way to go. So we're going to get Karen, if she'll have us, we'll have her on the show and we'll chat a little bit more with her. So folks, if you would like to check out the YouTube channel, it's just um, Bestseller Experiment on YouTube. Just have a search for it. You'll find it. We also launched this week, we launched some shorts, uh, YouTube shorts, which is something, oh, so addicted to them. It's bad, isn't it? If anyone anyone sits on their phone in the evenings and and looks at one short video on, I think, Facebook as well, pretty guilty pleasure, Instagram and, and YouTube shorts, oh, so addictive. Well, I looked at them, I thought, well, We've got some really cool stuff on the podcast. So we stuck up a uh, Brian Cranston short. I think it's about 48 seconds about him talking about what makes a good story. And we put it live a couple of hours ago. Just looking at my watch now. Yeah, about two and a half hours ago. It's had over a thousand views <laughs> already. It's absolutely bonkers. So thank you if you're watching the shorts. And I'd like to put it out there. I know we've got some real long time listeners, some people who've been with us for like over seven years. Send me in on the Facebook page or on Twitter or drop us a note from the website. I want to know some of your favorite quotes from the show over the last seven years. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to collate those ones and the ones that we're going to, uh, the people like the best, we're going to create YouTube shorts out of them and stick them online as a way of, um, you know, letting people know about this uh, podcast, spreading the word a bit and also having a bit of fun as well online. So drop me a note. What is your favorite quote or quotes um, and who said it, and we will create a YouTube short if we get enough votes for it. So folks, let's talk now about wins. So we didn't have wins last week because of the episode being so long, but this week we have a lot of wins to cover. So get ready, folks. You might hear your name on this one. First of all, we are celebrating with Laura Shep. Laura has released her new book, The Trials of Lila Dalton, which she's so, so excited about. And there's been some crazy stuff going on with the launch of this book, such as some really big Twitter influencers or ex-influencers getting behind it and uh, shouting about how excited they are, how much they're enjoying it. Um, Lawyers and all fights. So if you're into that kind of legal drama, then go check out Laura's book. Absolutely brilliant cover, by the way, as well, Laura. Super, super excited for you. And we're also celebrating with Andrea Van Bruggen. And Andrea, uh, you wrote in to say that you are celebrating one year of writing. This is such a great milestone. Like we should be looking for opportunities to celebrate, like an anniversary of when you started a book or an anniversary of when you started writing. So congratulations, Andrea. And I know that Andrea's been working so hard developing this daily writing habit of getting those words down and everything is incredibly exploding right now with all of the things that are happening. So congratulations, Andrea. And going back to the beginning of the new year, you may remember I interviewed the lovely Tessa McWilliams from Johannesburg in South Africa, who had this lovely story that went viral, encouraging parents through COVID. Well, Tessa, as you may have heard, I I, um, I kind of... A, gave her a, a gift of coming and joining the Bestseller Academy and and uh, being with us. And Tessa celebrated with us at the end of January that she f- finished reaching 30,000 words in her novel, which is an absolutely massive accomplishment. And we all know that these 
these 10,000 words, even 5,000 word milestones that we get to are all huge chunks of words that get us closer to the end. So congratulations, Tessa. It's great to see you writing so incredibly well. And we just hope that that book just continues plowing through to the very end. Get that first draft done and then you can enjoy the editing process and the redrafting process as well. I say enjoy, some people can't stand it, but there are some people out there. I know a lot of people listen to this and some people we've interviewed as well, you said they absolutely love the editing process. And I've got to admit, I find it easier, like Joe Hill said, you know, a couple of weeks ago on the the podcast, Best Of, that we did, that, you know, it's much easier to work with a page of writing than working with a blank page. So if editing is not your thing, if it's something that you kind of dread or you you don't enjoy doing, uh, just be grateful that you're not looking at a blank page having to kind of try and come up with something. The fact you've got to the editing stage of your book is a massive, massive milestone. So keep on going through and maybe you'll learn to love the process as well. And maybe if you love editing, maybe you should write in and let me know what it is you love about it. I'm also interested in talking about editing from a perspective of the 200 word challenge. So what we do on the on the 200 word challenge is we have a uh, goal of about, we usually say 15 to 20 minutes a day you want to put aside to try and write your 200 words. But then people started asking us about, well, what about editing? What if I've written the book and I'm now editing? So we created this um, currency exchange. So if you do 20 minutes of editing, that's the equivalent of doing 200 words and you can bank those editing minutes in the word bank with the 200 word challenge, which you can, by the way, get to if you go to 200wordchallenge.com. So one of the things that we're looking to expand upon is like tips to help people getting through the editing process. And one of the things that I love to focus on is when we're writing the book, we're obviously focusing on word count, but when we are editing, I think it's really important to focus on page counts. Okay, so set yourself a goal I mean, I don't know how many pages you can edit in 20 minutes. I guess it depends on what's happening in your book and how much work there is on it or rework. But if you if you set yourself a time limit and a number or maybe a number of pages that you're going to try and get through each day, it just kind of bite-sized chunks up the whole editing process. Instead of seeing this entire manuscript, you think, oh, like 300 pages to get through. Having just three or four pages a day, you know, you'd be surprised at how quickly that starts to eat away. So, you know, no different from reading a big book, really. So Think about that. And if you've got any particular tips, if you're a master ninja at editing, then drop me a note. Go to bestsellerexperiment.com, click on the contact form and send me your tips and I will read the best ones out on the show. So folks, if you've enjoyed the music, it's Urban Myth Club on this show. That's my project. Pop pop over to um, urbanmythclub.com or go to Spotify, Apple Music and the like and check out some of that music that you might want to use as you write some nice chill out stuff and there's some nice kind of epic orchestral music that you might find useful when you're writing so do go and enjoy that maybe build up a playlist and if you've enjoyed watching uh, or listening today you can also watch episodes online at youtube at bestseller experiment uh, also join us on socials as always on facebook with bestseller experiment on x or twitter instagram threads and pinterest with bestseller xp So folks, I just want to say a big, big thank you to all of the team that puts this together with me each week. Thank you to JD, to Dave and Lisa. Couldn't do it without you folks. And if you want to check out today's show's notes, there are links to Lucinda's book. There are links to the competition if you want to just go to the the show notes. To get there, you just go to the podcast uh, navigation on the Bestseller Experiment website 
all the podcasts are there. Click on the one you want and you'll see the show notes below the episode. And there's a ton of extra links there. So do go check it out if you've never checked out the show notes. We always put a lot of information up there, which is extra uh, for you to kind of click and check all those things out. And also whilst you're at the website, do check out the newsletter for weekly updates, episodes and exclusive. And as I said before, you can drop me a note by clicking on the contact button there. And I do read every message that comes through. And finally, as I mentioned earlier, if you want to get the writing habit of lifetime, head over to the 200 word challenge, 200wordchallenge.com. The challenge is, can you write consecutively for five days, 200 words and start that writing habit of lifetime? It's worked for so many people, folks, and there are now 30 million plus words that have been banked with thousands of people doing the 200 word challenge. So thanks so much, everyone, for doing that and encouraging each other on. So guys, have a fantastic writing week. and Thank you for spending all this time with me today. I really appreciate it. And until next time, it's a goodbye from Mark DeVoe, a.k.a. Bookmark. Goodbye. Goodbye.